Welcome to a very special episode of And Another Thing, the podcast that continues to set records in not only the podcasting world, but now the broadcasting world, because believe it or not, we have radio hosts that are basically stealing our gimmick left, right, and center, and quite frankly, I can't blame them. My name is Jody Jenkins. I am Tony Clement. And Tony, we have, I said a special episode off the top because our guest today is like, it's so cool where he is and we'll get into that, but it just shows you the global reach that this program has. And I also want to mention too, before I get too far into this, our show proudly brought to you by Municipal Solutions, a great team there. We are so proud to have them as our number one sponsor presenting the show each week. And, yeah, uh, they're yeah. doing a great job, and uh, municipalsolutions.ca is where you find them. Uh, and uh, they've got such a great uh, repertoire of different services uh, that can help people who need uh, to work with municipalities or need to get uh, projects done or municipalities who need to get things done. So uh, certainly we recommend them, don't we, Jody? Yes, and Municipal Solutions wouldn't mention this, but we would be remiss if we didn't mention that since they came on board as a sponsor of the show, their business has gone up 168%. So, yeah, I think that's a very scientific assessment, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to our guest. I know that uh, uh, you know him very well, Tony. I'm excited for this one, uh, not only for where he is right now, but also the uh, wealth of information he brings. So let's go. Sure, sure. Well, ladies and gentlemen of the podcast world of And Another Thing podcast, uh, we've got with us a great a friend of mine for decades, really. We go back uh, many, many years. His name is Chris Fussner. Uh, he is the owner and founder of Trans Technology Limited, which is, I believe, a semiconductor firm. He is, he is calling in from Singapore, so it's actually 12 hours ahead. So he's uh, sipping his morning coffee as we're talking. Uh, he is a board member of the International Republican Institute, IRI as it's known. He is the representative for the Republican Party on the International Democrat Union, which is a, an umbrella organization of right-of-center parties. Uh, and as I say, he is calling in from Singapore. Chris Fessner, welcome to our program. Thank you, Tony. Great to be on. Yeah, we have known each other for decades. You were I still remember you were so very kind to me in Helsinki, uh, Finland, during our first uh, IDU meeting, and you uh, sat down and welcomed me on aboard. So. Well, somebody had to be warm in Helsinki, because if I wasn't, you wouldn't find it anywhere else. <laughs> ah, <there laughs> Don't get me go. started on Helsinki, but anyway, <laughs> it's great to have you on the program again, and uh, uh, we're, this is another in the series where we, took, we look at U.S. politics. I know we're a Canadian podcast. But let's face it, uh, Jody, our audience is fascinated, mesmerized by the uh, the political cycle in the United States right now and the uh, presidential race in particular. So uh, Chris can uh, give us sort of his assessment of things from his point of view. And, uh, and uh, I guess my first question to you, Chris, is uh, give us your assessment of the state of the race right now. What's what's what do you think's going on there? I think it's razor thin, but trending towards Trump. Now, why do you uh, say that? If you just look at all the polling data in the swing states. 
Right. So I'm, I'm sure everyone in Canada knows how we conduct an election in the United States. It's on the electoral college. So really, if, if you if you vote in California, that's great. But California is always going to be Democrat. And I vote in Wyoming and Wyoming is always is always going to be Republican. So it depends, really. I would say right now it depends on eight critical states, uh, most of them in the Midwest, but also uh, also Florida. And these are the states that carried Trump into the last election. So it's, it's razor thin in these states. In some states, uh, Trump is uh, trending now ahead, but he's been gaining momentum week by week. Now why, uh, why is that? What, what, do you, what do you think has changed the momentum of the race, in your opinion? I I, th- I think part of it is all the violence in America, sadly to say. Mm. I think a lot of people look at all the, the current state of affairs in America and say, you know, we need someone like Trump to lead this country. So in effect, it, it has polarized people, but uh, some people that may have been considering Biden or looking at the violence and saying we, uh, he is someone they associate with that or how, what's their thinking on it? No, no, no. It wouldn't be anyone who would consider Biden. <clears throat> it would be someone who's a Republican, somewhat on the fence, vote, maybe not vote. And, and maybe some Biden people he's making, uh, Trump is making incredible inroads into, uh, into the democratic base of organized labor in these Rust Belt states and these Midwest states. Right. So, so you really have to look at the dynamics where you have a conservative people. These are, uh, you know, construction workers, auto workers, people in the Midwest that are middle, middle class and, and they're traditionally Democrats. And now they're, They've, they, they're moving to vote for Trump, and they did it in the next election. That's who got Trump elected in the last election. Right. No one thought Trump would be elected, including me. I was playing golf in Singapore, and then at about uh, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, my phone starts exploding with phone calls. You know, Trump won. I went, no way, and <laughs> he did. So I think he's gonna he's gonna du- duplicate that uh, right now, but it's it's razor thin, razor thin, and we we have a month and a few days left for the election. So right. we're down, we're getting down to the wire, and uh, if things keep trending the way they are, he will be uh, he'll be reelected. Now, is is how is Biden? Is is he a better or a worse candidate than Hillary was four years ago? I think he's a worse candidate. Oh, why do you say that? <laughs> he's been around forever, and <laughs> who's laughing in the back? That's, That's me. Crazy. That's me. That's I, I agree. I agree a hundred percent with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he, uh, I think he's a worse. He's there's no energy now. That people have been there's noticing no, there's, that there's, it's a low energy. There's campaign. no, there's no, there's low energy there. And you know, whatever you think of Trump, and and even Republicans, I've I've heard Republicans say, quote unquote, negative things about President Trump. 
No one has ever accused that man of having low energy. Right. So, yeah. So, I mean, he, he's, he's out there. And, and Biden, Minnesota, he's not quite there. He's not hungry for it. Now, uh, we've got this additional dimension in the last few days with the demise uh, and the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, it looks like uh, at the date of this taping that uh, President Trump is going to have a nominee for a replacement uh, for the Supreme Court of the U.S. Is that... That's been that, announced. Yes. So is that is that going to... Does that change anything? Does that... Or is that just like the rally of the base and then the Democrats will rally their base against the, her as the nominee? Or how does that work? A hundred percent correct. Uh, but the Senate, McConnell has the votes. Everyone knows he has the votes. Lindsey Graham's on the Judiciary Committee. He has the votes. So uh, Monday, Tuesday, Lindsey Graham will... Uh, 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 put uh, put uh, uh, Justice uh, Amy Coney Barrett, Justice uh, Barrett's name. Justice Barrett, will yes. be, yeah. Justice Barrett will be uh, nominated, and it'll go to a Senate vote probably very soon. And we have the votes, and then she's Supreme Court Justice. And the Democrats can't uh, do. They, they, there's nothing in their in their sleeve. They don't have the they votes. Can, they don't yeah. have the votes. It's just the Senate. It's the Senate confirmation. Right. Right. That's so it. I mean, it's, it doesn't go to the. You know, Pelosi says she's going to, you know, uh, impeach the president over this. Uh, who knows? So, you know, she's capable of almost anything. Right. So. The only thing I want to know is I want to know who Pelosi's plastic surgeon is. She's eighty years old. <laughs> well, we know we know who her hairdresser is because we saw it on videos. Yeah, we <laughs> do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey-o. That one's bankrupt. So, Jody, what? One uh, thing. What? what? For, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> one thing I must say in the United States, I've never seen America so polarized. We have been, we're as polarized now as we have during the Vietnam War, where there was arguments on family tables and, you know, dinner tables. And and the country was really split in in half. And I think it's the same split now. And part of it's Black Lives Matter and and, and the rioting and... uh, all of this, the whole thing with Trump and the Democrats is just split, and it's very, very split. There's Do you no- think it'll, it'll with, with, uh, with, uh, I mean, there's every possibility this will be a contested election result. So, uh, really, there'll be no finality on election night. Uh, don't you think so? I'm, I'm hoping that there will be. But I think you're correct. I was talking to a, a Washington insider friend of mine, and what troubles him right now is all these ballots being sent out, unrequested ballots. Normally, I, I vote overseas, right? right. So, about so you, you vote. You vote. I vote. I I I, I always vote by mail. I've been voting by mail for you know 35, 40 years now. 
uh, I request a ballot and they send me my ballot and I fill it out and send it in. Uh, but they're sending out unre- unrequested ballots and people move. 20% of people move. Some people pass away. And what happens to those uh, ballots? Is it, um, is it uh, Martha Green really signing that or somebody else? So. We'll see. We'll so see. Here's, My friend's very concerned about election yeah. fraud. I mean, here's here's the here's the scenario that I've heard, which is eighty uh, percent of Republicans are going to vote in person. Eighty percent of Democrats are going to vote by mail. So on election mm. night, Trump will have uh, he'll have a lead, and then as more ballots are counted from the mail-in ballots, that lead will be whittled down. So this this plays into the scenario that where Trump has been saying, you know, they're going to steal the election from me. I'm going to win on election night, then they're going to steal it away from me. So this this is why uh, another reason why he wants to have a replacement for Ruth Bader Ginsburg in the Supreme Court because there's always oh, yes. that this will be just like 2000. It'll be decided by a five four count in the Supreme Court of the United States. Does that make sense to you? No, you're 100 percent correct. Take. A whole bunch of talking heads came out on, on, on TV and said the exact same thing, that it's important that he puts that justice in now. So I, I, think, I think within two weeks we should have a new Supreme Court justice sitting on the bench. Jody, what do you think about all this? Well, here's my take. In 2016, I predicted Trump would win. I won a lot of money on that prediction and I'm calling How much did you win, Jody? Seriously, in all honesty? <laughs> well, I, I know I won at least 150 to 200 Canadian, which was I was making bets left, right and center on the golf course cuz everyone thought that Trump was done, but so I, I was doing quite I, well. I made I made I made $600, but it was in $100 increments. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> so, I'm ready to call it now. Trump wins the election. But having said that, because I know someone will be able to play this back if he loses, but Trump wins the election. Having said that, Tony, as you remember, in March or February, I also said that COVID would just disappear in a couple of weeks. So I just want to put that out there as well. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but Trump, Trump will win the election. Uh, the question I had for you, Chris, and I've asked this before when we've had individuals from the American political world on our podcast, is there still a large chunk of people who see the vilification that happens when they say they're supporting Trump, is there a large amount of people that are still keeping very quiet about their support for Trump? Yes, and that uh, that reflects in the polls. And that reflected four years ago when they were polling people. And that reflects now. Uh, you know, I, I tell people, oh, I'm voting uh, for Trump. I like Trump and they look at me like I have three heads and it's like, what's wrong with you? And, you know, even, even Republican friends of mine, they say, you're voting for Trump. I said, yeah, yeah, I'm voting for Trump. I support president Trump. So even in the party, there's a little, there's a a little, uh, uh, dissent, but that said, I think in those eight states, Trump will win. Yeah, I agree. But it's going to be it will it will be razor thin. It'll be razor thin. 
So it's Florida and then the, the Midwest, uh, uh, Ohio, Michigan, uh, Pennsylvania, oh. Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah. North yeah. Carolina is going to be important. And you're not, yeah, you're, not a, you're, you're not afraid in Georgia or Texas. The Dems are saying they could, they could no. pick up those states. No, no way. No, I, I don't think they're going to pick off uh, Georgia. I don't think they're going to uh, pick off Montana. And and on a side note, I think we're gonna we're gonna still hold the Senate. I think uh, uh, many of the sitting senators who are being challenged will come out ahead, like Cory Gardner. Okay. Uh, in Colorado, that's going to be a very, very tight race. What about uh, McSally? Is she uh, is she cooked or McSally she has a, a very, very tough race. Yeah, so, she's she's in Arizona, uh, I think. Yeah. She's in Arizona. My U.S. company is based in Arizona. I went to school there. It used to be a very Republican state, but it's it's been moving and moving. Unfortunately, when people from California they leave California because of the high taxes yeah. and regulations. But unfortunately, they bring their politics with them. So uh-huh. I, I think I think we need better border control and on the Arizona-California border. <laughs> Another wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Just just, uh, just enhanced interrogation. Enhanced interrogation. Hey, I, I got to ask, uh, Jody, are, are you okay if I ask a question at this point? Yeah, well, I was just going to jump in one more, and then I'll let yeah, it, let you please. go. You can ride out the rest of the interview. But Chris, when Trump wins, what is the left? What do you think the left's reaction is going to be? Like some of the like they're going to lose their blank. You know what I mean? Like, what do you expect them to do? Are they just going to start planning for the next four years or what? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it's uh, <clears throat> I- I'm going to be up because it'll be morning for me. But maybe I'll have a Bloody Mary just to keep myself uh, entertained. I'm going I'm to uh, channel surf. I'll, I'll go from Fox, then I'll go to CNN. And, of course, you see people on Fox will be cheering. And people in CNN will be uh, passing boxes of <laughs> tissues and, you know, weeping and gnashing their teeth. Threatening, and, oh, threatening to move to Canada. Yes. Yeah, yeah, maybe they'll move to Canada. That's, that's the upset every four years when they lose. They're going to move to Canada. Yeah, yeah. So, sorry, Tony, if, if, if some of them did move to Canada. <laughs> they, ne- they never moved. They never they did. did. They never did. Yeah. Yeah. People are expecting some violence that day if Trump wins, but uh, I, I guess people will be uh, braced for it. So, yeah. Well, I mean, it's unfortunately not. I've never, I've never seen the United States so violent, where all the looting and burning and trashing, and uh, especially in in a, in in a bad economy and a COVID nineteen, you know, you get a shop burnt down. Are you going to restart that shop? Are you going to, or are you just going to kiss your lease goodbye? And yeah, and, yeah I mean. If you're a big, if you're a big brand like uh, you know Gucci, Pucci, and all that, sure, maybe you you reopen. But if you're selling newspapers and you know falafels and hot dogs, man, you're you're going to close down. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I got to ask. Uh, I'm already thinking ahead, uh, Chris. You know me; I always think ahead. Uh, so 2024. Who are the up and comers in the, in the Republican Party? Who, who, who do you who, do, who are you looking for? I think Rubio is going to be out there again. 
he's been very politically active, uh, fundraising and on uh, talk shows and think tanks, etc. I think he's out there. Kasich may try again, but I think since Kasich was so anti-Trump, no, yeah, his his chances are are negligible. So, Nikki Haley, I'm not. Nikki Haley, I think, but she's been relatively quiet uh, lately. But uh, and I there got, could I, be. I got to mention. I, I got to mention one yeah. more name for you, Dan Crenshaw. Sure. Dan Crenshaw. Who's a congressman? Is yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I know of him. I was supposed to meet him in Jackson, Wyoming. He had a fundraiser there. I paid to have my U.S. manager, who is an ex-SEAL Team Six, yeah, veteran, go, but he couldn't go. But they did get connected. I think he is not 2024. I think because he's he's only by then he'll be a two-term congressman. Yeah, so a bit, a bit early on for him. But you gotta yeah. you gotta see just for our listeners, Dan Crenshaw, war hero, uh, Republican uh, congressman from Texas, and yes, he's got he, he lost an eye, so he's got an he's got a black eye patch that he wears. And they drives the, drives the Democrats crazy. Anyway, he put out an ad today. I don't know if you've seen it yet. It's like a, it's a three minute ad. Where the he, Avengers. He plays, <laughs> yeah, like he plays like a James Bond. He literally jumps out of an airplane in this ad uh, and parachutes to the ground and you know collects his his team of other Avenger uh, Republican uh, Congress people. And it, it's like I, I used to be a candidate. Uh, Jody, ain't no way I'm going to jump out of a plane to be a candidate, but this guy did it. And uh, and uh, well, you know, these guys jump out of airplanes like a couple times a day, and then they they do high lows. You know, where they yeah. jump out of a plane at sixty thousand feet, they descend to a thousand feet, and then they open their shoes. Oh my gosh! Oh my yeah, gosh! Yeah, if, yeah. if that's what it takes yeah. to be a candidate, now count me out. How about you, Jody? Are you out for the count on this? If I had to jump out of a plane? Yeah. Um, well, if it was the difference between winning and losing, I mean, if, you know. Also. <laughs> You're thinking about it. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. Anyway, Dan Crenshaw is my, my, uh, my dark horse maybe, but. Uh, I he really could, you know, let's say, let's move, you know, moving forward. Let's say Rubio. Or somebody else, maybe, maybe there's someone else. Maybe, maybe Lindsey Graham is going to decide to run. Who knows? Sure, hell yeah, this yeah. But I could see Crenshaw as Department of Defense, Defense Secretary. Oh, okay, okay. You know, okay. I see him. I could see him. You know, making a, a, a giant step forward, and then. Then once you're in either State Department or uh, or Department of Defense, then the next full cycle, then 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 you have a candidate. Now, if, if, if Biden, he'd be, loses, he'd be a he'd be a great candidate. Oh no, he's he's terrific. If Biden loses, does the party go to Ocasio Cortez? Is it is it lights out for anyone unless they're a progressive now? Who knows where the party is going, but the Democratic Party really has to watch themselves because if they keep going left and left and left and left, 
and this whole thing with defund the police and, and, uh, super high attacks and, uh, all this other stuff, uh, they're going to lose their base. And you have to realize there's a lot of conservative Democrats that are blue collar, farmer, uh, bankers, uh, you know, that they, there's a lot of relatively conservative Democrats. Sure. So, I mean, some, somewhat conservative. So, so they can lose their base. Well, this is a Canadian pastime, Chris, to analyze U.S. politics uh, to the nth degree. So I, I just want to thank you for being part of, uh, part of our podcast because I know that our listeners have very much enjoyed this. Would you agree with me, Jody? Oh, yeah, this was awesome. Yeah, no, it's great. I've enjoyed money. it. It's it's uh, it's uh, it's quite uh, quite interesting. One thing for your Canadian voters, there's a there's a website I go to. It's called RealClearPolitics.com. Right. And this is a very good website. It has all news, et cetera, et cetera. But it also has polls, and it has. Uh, all the polls, and then it has a real clear politics, uh, you know, average. Right. So, yeah. So, up from now until election day, it's a good place to go to to look at polling information for not just the president, but the Senate and House and everything else there. So, real clear politics. Okay, we'll we'll check that out for sure. Thank you, Chris, and. Uh, it's a great see, a great hearing your voice at least. I hope to see you very, very soon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one, one never knows where. We've had every IDU thing we were supposed to do canceled. I know. I mean, yes. So I don't know. Maybe hopefully next year we can we can resume uh, in in person meetings and travel, etc. So looking forward I, to it, Tony. I would I would love to see you again in person. That's that's for sure. Thank you for being on our program. Okay. Thanks a lot, Tony. Thanks so Thank much, you. Chris. Take care. Hey. Thanks. Thanks, Jody. Bye bye. That's great, uh, Chris. You still there? <laughs> Man, they go, they go fast. Jeez, you, you say bye to people, they leave. Is it always, gotta, has it always been like this for you, Tony? Has it always been like this? Yeah, yeah. No, but it's... Uh, hold on. He's uh, uh, Anyway, uh, that's uh, great to have him on the program. Uh, he's, a, he's been a great friend. And uh, I'm uh, glad he could share his point of view. We, I just, I just love having Americans on because you know they're they're firm opinions. They they are they 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 understand what's going on, and you may not agree with them. And maybe some of our listeners will vehemently disagree. But it's always great to at least have this conversation. I hope you agree with me on that, Jody. Oh, 100 percent. And I, I, you're right. You raise a good point because Americans are very very honest about their views on politics. I'm not saying that Canadians aren't, but you know that if we asked a Canadian politician uh, if they support Trump or Biden, they would dance right around that. Except for, I'll give credit, Derek Sloan has been very open about he's right. a supporter of, <laughs> of Donald Trump, which I, right, I can right, appreciate right. that he's very honest about it. But, you know, like if you asked like Aaron or uh, any other, you know, I use Aaron as an example, they, they would, he would dance right around it. Yeah, and their focus is Canadian politics. I yeah. get that. So they don't, they don't want to be dragged into it. The last thing you want to do as a politician is get dragged into an ancillary conversation about something about which you have no control, and nobody has control over American politics. 
I think that's, I'll disagree, just to be disagreeing. I think the first thing you want to do is get drawn into those conversations. <laughs> okay, yeah, because they're in the business of losing votes. I get it. <laughs> anyway, All right, well, well listen, uh, great, great to hear your voice again. Uh, I know we're separate apart. I, we should tell our listeners that I have uh, bought a, a new microphone, <laughs> a, right. a blue, a Yeti, a Yeti, Y-E-T-I, and I, I, I spent half the afternoon trying to figure out how to use the darn thing, so I'm not quite there yet. But hopefully on the next broadcast, I'll be able to use my Yeti microphone and uh, we'll even have better sonic uh, you know, quality uh, of this pro- bod- uh, podcast. We're always looking for ways to enrich the experience for our listeners. Well, soon enough and, we'll, uh, get, we'll get together in person because I, I wanted to let you know, too, and I think I had said this, that I'm doing a complete reno of the home studio here. And I think it's going to be very good. I'm dropping 185 k so it better look real good. But, uh, yeah, we'll get you in here and we'll have some fun. All right. Okay. Maybe we'll get uh, John Mutton of Municipal Solutions on. Well, he's uh, paying in, in for there it. Too. He's paying for he's it. He's paying so. for it. Yeah, that, that's right. He's, he's a sponsor. <laughs> he's paying for everything. <laughs> oh, anyway, thanks to John and the crew at Municipal Solutions again for their support. Uh, we appreciate everything they do. And we've got some. I know you've been working hard, Tony. We got some other sponsors coming on board in uh, yes. a secondary role. Like Municipal Solutions is the main presenting sponsor, but we have some other mentions that we're going to get to in the weeks to come. So that's exciting. We do. Yeah. No, we've got uh, sponsors uh, coming out of the woodwork now. We really appreciate it. It keeps our podcast going. So uh, we'll keep the high quality podcasts uh, going for our listeners and for our sponsors. All right, Tony, thanks again. We will talk in seven days. For sure.